I think of ourselves as the leaders in digital marketing in the real estate industry. And our goal is to cut out all of the BS, so to speak, that you have to deal with in order to convert and then let you guys shine as agents. Hi, baby. Hop in the Lamborghini. Uh, I'm midi. I'm me only. I'm midi. Uh, hi, baby. Hop in the Lamborghini. Left for a minute, I did not sweat it. Look at the cash I spin it. There it goes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Stroke of Success. Today's guests are people I've met uh, earliest this month in May, actually, at Wailopo. But you also don't know what like, Wailopo is. Wailopo is a, it's a, uh, a marketing software company for real estate, gentlemen? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think of ourselves as the leaders in digital marketing um, in the real estate industry. And I, I'd say that the three core parts of the platform is we generate you a ton of opportunities to new leads. We take your existing lead database and all the leads we generate for you, and we nurture them for, for as long as it takes to become an opportunity for you, which could be as long as a year or two. And then we have a suite of communication tools from an AI chatbot to our call center that is going to tee up essentially appointments for the agent. So our, our goal is to cut out all of the BS, so to speak, that you have to deal with in order to convert and then let you guys shine as agents. Awesome. Right. That's it. We're done. Podcast over. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so, so let me go back to my recap. I heard of Wailopo, um, Howard Tager, the CEO yep. founder. Yep. He and I think the gentleman who started to follow Boss uh, did a thing on Facebook four years ago. And I heard the name, <clears throat> and this is right, right after Robert Slack, 2018. And I remember the whole thing about Wailopo is Monopoly, spelled Backwards or upside down? Backwards. That's right. Okay. So start from there. What's that about? How, how does that whole thing come about, G? Yeah, yeah. Great question. So, um, you know, the, the journey to Wailopo was uh, was very interesting. Um, so, so first off, uh, you know, I'm a digital marketer by background. Um, you know, I build marketing technology and uh, it just so happened been to be in, you know, I got into real estate somehow. I was not in real estate. And uh, I was a 24-year-old young buck when Howard uh, hired me for his last business, uh, which was called Tiger Lead Solutions, which was uh, one of the OGs of what we call all-in-one systems in the industry. If you're familiar with Boomtown, Commission Zinc, Sierra, Chime, these are all kind of um, systems that evolved out of the story of Tiger Lead, Right. And uh, Howard, uh, you know, uh, for whatever reason, crazy enough, made me the head of marketing and product for that business at 24, uh, showed me, uh, you know, a lot of confidence uh, in, in, in my abilities. And uh, I really learned and grew up uh, in that environment servicing uh, agents, uh, mostly teams, mostly high performing teams. And, uh, you know, I just learned a tremendous amount uh, during that in, in that experience. Um, that business was acquired by Realtor.com in 2012. Um, you know, I, I, I stayed there for about you know six months to a year. Obviously, not a big company guy, and so um, you know, felt the call of entrepreneurship um, as that process was was going on. And the origin story of Wailopo is I actually uh, went to a uh, advertising conference, ad tech conference in San Francisco. And, um, you know, I think I had put into the universe, like I was looking for a technical co-founder, um, you know, a, a really good technologist that could compliment me. And by happenstance on the elevator down to the convention, 
I met a South African named Vian. And we only talked for about 30 seconds. It was like very brief, but there was a spark there. You know, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I said, hey, let's grab drinks, you know, at the end of the day. And and we got together and we just literally talked all night to like midnight, you know, and uh, we were talking about obviously life and, you know, our backgrounds, but just deep marketing theory. <laughs> That's, you insane. Know? That's insane. You know, super technical, geeky shit that uh you know um that that only true geeky marketers would would ever think about yeah. um and, uh you know i said you know look uh, uh you're in south africa i'm here but i'm doing a backpacking trip through southeast asia why don't i just come to south africa at the end of my trip and let's just meet and talk right and he was like, oh, sure, whatever, you'll come to South Africa. He's not, this is not Johannesburg. This is not Cape Town, right? He's in a, you know, a, a city called Bloemfontein, South Africa, right? Never heard of it, um, yeah. heard of it right? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's the state capital or the, the nation capital, I believe, actually. Um, uh, but it's it, it's a capital in the sense of like Sacramento is the capital of California, right? Like we think of, you know, the Bay Area or Los Angeles, and, uh, you know, so I did a backpacking trip, uh, you know, all through Southeast Asia, really enjoyed it, always by myself. And um, <clears throat> at the end of that trip, I flew to South Africa and I went to Bloemfontein and I spent a month with Vian. And, uh, you know, he had a team there. He, he had a business and, uh, you know, we, we, we really vibed. And I said, let's start a company. And, you know, we knew that it was going to be in the real estate realm somehow, but not sure um, what it was going to be. I mean, we meandered from rentals to mortgage and then finally back into real estate. And, uh, uh, you know, and so Vian was the one who he loves spelling things backwards. <laughs> That's a stick, right? And so we were like, we need a five letter domain so everyone can remember and it needs to not have real estate or some systems in it because every single company does that, right? And so uh, we we did a ton of research and uh, you know somehow came up with uh, Ylopo. And I think it's really you know it, it turns out to, and and Howard, my 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 co-founder, uh, uh, you, you know he used to hate the name. <laughs> it's like Ylopo. What's that, right? Elopo. We've heard it all. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it really signifies what our attitude is, which is we want to turn the status quo upside down and constantly do that, not just once, but constantly be involving, constantly be innovating. And, uh, you know, it's turned into, uh, you know, a, a badge of honor um, and, uh, you know, certainly uh, something that you can build a brand around, right, um, that, that you know, is unique. Question, what year did the company come about? So that was about 2013. We, um, you know, started out in the rental space doing some stuff there. And then we thought we could build a platform for the mortgage industry, uh, similar to what Ylopo is today. And actually, Ylopo has a mortgage division as well. Um, but, uh, you know, back then, I think, um, you know, uh, it was still a refi cycle. And, uh, you know, uh, LOs were not really paying attention to a purchase. And so we, uh, you know, didn't get too much traction there. Uh, and, uh, you know, as we were doing uh, mortgage lead generation, uh, you know, we, we we just started always going back to our roots of like, how is this going to help the agent? How is this going to help the agent, right? 
And so uh, at, at some point we're like, well, we're just creating an agent product, right? Um, you know, and I, I, I think there were a couple of major insights that drove the business. Um, the first that we learned from the mortgage space, right? The first is that, uh, you know, there is the ability now on the digital web to do demographic targeting, right? Uh, I can target you as a veteran. I can target you as a homeowner looking to trade up or trade down. You know, uh, for mortgage, USDA was huge. I can target rural buyers, right? And, um, you know, in real estate had traditionally just been like, whoever comes to my website is, that's a lead. And that's who yeah. I'm going to work with. Yeah. You know, and, and we kind of took that model and said, what if we get really targeted about this, right? And that was uh, the advent of our Facebook strategy, right? Because we were kind of out of the gate, entirely Facebook. Um, the, the second was, you know, at, at Tiger Lead Solutions, uh, we built our own CRM, you know, because uh, there was no CRM on the market that really, you know, was, was any good. And our natural instinct was, we're going to do it again, right? We're going to build a world-class CRM. Um, but you know, when I surveyed the landscape and we had limited resources then, right? Like we, we, you know, this is a business that I am very proud of that, uh, was extremely capital efficient. You know, um, there are companies in the space that have raised, you know, a hundred million dollars to do what we do. And, uh, we, uh, basically took it, you know, from, uh, uh, you know, beginning to a uh, profitable in about $3 million, you know, um, it's just, you know, incredible lean journey, right? Uh, so we had limited resources and um, I looked around the landscape and I said, there are so many, back in the day, there were so many CRMs out there, you know? And and I said, you know, I'm a digital marketer. I'm the head of product, right? At Wailobo. I'm a digital marketer. What do I know about the systems and processes that real estate agents want in their business flow, right? Which is what CRMs are all about. And, and so we surveyed the market and we said, look, you know, let's Wailopo focus on the things that Wailopo is especially good at, which is digital marketing technology, right? And let's partner with the best in class CRMs that are out there. Those CRMs can do their thing, which is really understand the agent client as a client. And we can do our thing, which is while well, having agents in mind serving the consumer, right? Because that's ultimately what, the, what is going to drive business. And so we developed a, what we call a one to all strategy. We are going to be the one and we're going to integrate with all, right? And, um, you know, that was really fortuitous. Uh, that was, you know, probably the fork in a row moment that allowed Wailopo to be successful uh, because now we partner with great CRMs. Our main partner is Follow Up Boss, um, you know, where... Uh, they do, they are focused on their one thing, which is creating the best CRM. We're focused on our one thing, which is creating the best digital marketing suite. And I, I, I think that for, for, for the industry, they're so used to, you know, the industry is so used to this all-in-one concept, the boomtown sync, et cetera. And the challenge there is they've got to compete with me on digital marketing when that's all I think about all day long. My entire team's focused on digital marketing. And they've got to compete with follow boss, which all day long, they're thinking about how to improve their CRM, right? And you're fighting a two front war and sure. it's very hard to, you know, focus in two different areas uh, that are fundamentally different in terms of objective and discipline, right? Sure. And so, um, you know, we kind of, uh, uh, you know, had early beta clients, et cetera. Um, you know, and really, I think I would say 2017, would you say, Barry, we met? Uh, late 2016, early 2017. Yep. Yeah. So, 
you know, um, I, I'm not crediting Barry for everything, but I am giving a lot of credit to Barry uh, because he was, you know, we, 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 as a digital marketer, I was building the platform, you know, with digital marketing in mind, right? I, I didn't um, under, I'm not, I'm not an agent, you know, I don't understand the perspective of an agent necessarily other than as clients. And, and Barry had early success in our platform when others didn't, you know, and so I, reach out to Barry and I was like, what's your secret? You know, what are, what are you doing that's different, right? And he really laid it out for me crystal clear. And uh, Barry and I became tied to the hip from a product perspective and understanding. And, and he taught me so much about the market and what, what agents were looking for, what consumers were looking for. And so, um, you know, we, we kind of partnered together. He was my product partner. And, uh, you know, now, now Barry is what we call a senior realtor in residence, which means he's in-house on our team, the resident expert on real estate, running a huge team on Ylopo and evangelizing, training, and developing products for our ecosystem. Right? What a segue to Barry's story now. Thank you, Guy. Uh, Barry, wow. He gave you a lot of credit there. Uh, well, first of all, let me just say that there are parts of that story that he just told that I didn't even know. Oh, wow. um, and, um, you know, what I'll say about G and Howard in that story um, people ask me all the time, I was already running a very successful business. Um, I did not want to buy Wailopo already. Uh, Tristan Amada from LabCode Agents was like, I dude, know. you got to get it. You got to get it. And I was like, fine, freaking get it. Um, and G and I started to, to connect and, and, and collaborate. And um, people ask me all the time, why did you link your wagon up with them? You, you already had what quality of life, money. And the answer is candidly, uh, it's just like when you watch that Shark Tank show, people, they don't, investors don't invest in products, they invest in people. people. And the way that G and Howard conducted themselves behind the scenes in meetings, the way they analyzed the business, I just, I just, it just felt different. It was like, a, it was a moment in time where, <clears throat> I said, this could be one of those moments where you, you, you know, people come across your path and you, you, you latch arms with them and it's life changing. And sure enough, it is, it was, and I'm very confident with some of the stuff we're working on today that it will continue to be. And it's because they do function differently. And, you know, they, they, uh, the, the business as a whole actually is passionate about helping real estate agents. I know that because I've got a bunch of liberal arts degrees, right? And I'm literally, I'll give you an example. I'm in a meeting with a bunch of people that have degrees from colleges like Stanford and that are machine learning experts, right? And I get to walk in the room and be like, fix that. That's broken. And the whole company's like, oh, that's genius. That's not normal. That's not normal. Like it just isn't, it's, right. it's not normal. And, and that's how it's been since I started. I literally was a part of developing. I remember one of the first projects when I transitioned to just a user helping to 10 hours a week. And I was like, so scary, 10 hours a week helping. I don't even know if you remember this, G, but my first big project in the company, I got my iPad, wasn't even a pro, it was just a regular iPad. And I think I did 25 videos and we put it into a Thinkific course. That was our onboarding as a company. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but it was just like, bang, bang, bang. 
and we just never stopped. Um, and, um, you know, and, and now in the same spirit of G and Howard in bringing me on, I've watched the company behind closed doors collect, you know, other business owners, Facebook marketing platform owners, people that own agencies. Hey, you want to work with us? And it's just, it's basically a massive group of really smart entrepreneurs that decided we like each other. And we have one drive and one mission, even though we're in like the four corners of the universe and uh, in its environment of just genius. And, um, and that's why we keep we, on consistently from a product standpoint, I can confidently say we're a year and a half to two years ahead, consistently ahead of everybody else on all the big subjects. And, you know, and, and what we're about to release is going to do it all over again. You know, people always wonder, you know, is the genius done? Are they, you know, like with Tesla, Tesla's losing market share. Is Tesla going to come out with something revolutionary again? Like, what are they going to do? Right. And uh, it really comes down to the right people in the organization. That's amazing. Guys, I'm a big believer of childhood and background. So I'm going to start with both of you. I'll start with Barry. Barry, where are you from, man? Where are you born and raised? Virginia Beach, Virginia. Okay. Um, and I uh, bought my first house when I was 18. Um, uh, I started investing and then I got my license um, and uh, pastored a church for 10 years while I uh, sold houses so that I could pay my bills and uh, left that career honorably. It was just time for my family to do something else and, um, you know, uh, own a franchise and uh, Better Homes and Gardens franchise in Hampton Roads, uh, the Virginia Beach, Virginia area. I've lived here my whole life and, um, you know, Howard and G are able to you know, get me out of Virginia Beach every once in a while now, but um, yeah, but uh, that's, that's, that's where I'm from. What uh, entrepreneurship? How? What age did you say? Wait a minute, maybe I could do this. Maybe not nine to five, not for me. Maybe entrepreneurship for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I had two jobs. I was uh, managing a shoe store at the mall. It was an athlete's foot, kind of like Foot Locker. Um, and I was uh, a server at a restaurant. And uh, somebody was crazy enough to give me a line of credit for. Um, $100,000 and said, uh, you can buy a house, but you, it's got a 12 month balloon payment. And I bought the house, flipped it, made, I think $40,000. And that was more than I was going to make with both jobs that year. And I never looked back. That was at 18. And, uh, and I just, I remember in college, I took a marketing course and I was just like, this is stupid. Like, and not that college is stupid, but for me, I just knew that I was supposed to go a different path. So I have degrees and, um, you know, business and theology and, and all those things. Was your family supportive when you decided to, you know, leave college and go to entrepreneurship? You know, I never left college. I just finished it slowly. Um, and um, yeah, no, they, they were supportive uh, because I was successful, um, you know, from an early on, you know, uh, buying houses and things like that. It just it just always worked out. Um, but yeah, they, they supported the entrepreneurship, uh, aspect and, uh, and actually my whole family, um, not, not everyone in my family, but most of them are entrepreneurs in some way. It's just kind of part of who we are. We're That's free awesome. thinkers and all that. Stuff. That's yeah. awesome. G, G, what about you, man? What's your background? Where were you born and raised? Uh, yeah. So I was born in Hanzhou, China. Um, I stayed there until I was seven. Uh, I come from a academia family. Um, you know, both sides of my, uh, family are educators, uh, professors. 
And uh, my parents are uh, scientists. My dad is a chemist and my mom is a biologist. And, uh, you know, I moved here when I was seven to Syracuse, New York, um, where my dad was finishing his PhD. And then I subsequently moved many times. Uh, I went to uh, uh, 10 different schools uh, across from first grade to senior year of high school, uh, which, um, you know, and I was only a child, you know, so I would say, uh, you know, it was a lonely journey, but it taught me how to adapt very quickly and make friends and, uh, you know, kind of uh, really uh, stretch myself socially, right? Um, you know, I didn't have that comfort of having lifelong friends, although I wish I did. Uh, but, you know, that served me really well later in life. Um, I think, um, you know, I, I love meeting new people, building new relationships. And, uh, you know, I, I think one of the reasons that I'm in entrepreneurship is that when you're starting a business with folks, um, you become, you know, brothers and sisters in arms, right? Um, you know, there's other than war, uh, you know, and being on an NBA team, I, I don't know what else is comparable in terms of building that level of camaraderie so quickly and to the depth that that you go to. Uh, and that, I think, at the core of communion is, you know, other than, you know, innovation is what drives me to start businesses. Um, you know, I had always wanted to start companies. Um, you know, uh, I, I was 19 when I entered a, uh, MBA business plan competition and I placed second. I was the first, uh, undergrad to ever place in the, in the, in the, uh, uh, competition. Of course, there was a social network that was the back, back in the days of Facebook and MySpace, right? And uh, banged my head uh, against it, literally went to China to get a development team, and uh, it, it turned into nothing, you know, and I wasted a ton of money. And I thought, oh, my God, my main mentor is going to kill me. You know, I spent like 100K, right? That was, seemed like such a big number back then. And, um, you know, he, he kind of, I came back and he said, look, G, I believe in you. This is your, just your first try. You're going to have many failures uh, before you have successes. And he uh, then introduced me to another mentor who I started a marketing agency with in New York right after college. So I basically punted my senior year of college. <laughs> my GPA went from like a 3.5 to a 2.8. So imagine how bad I did junior year of college to, uh, <laughs> to get that. Um, and then I, uh, moved to New York, um, and I spent three years there, uh, you know, really cutting my teeth in digital marketing, uh, and primarily for the for-profit education space. So Kaplan university, Phoenix, et cetera, which was really, really competitive market at, at that time in digital marketing, um, and, uh, moved back here to LA, uh, started a beautiful family. Uh, you know, my wife and I have a three-year-old and a eight, eight month old, um, and, you know, I, I would say, like, I, I call myself a passionate operator. Um, you know, I, I love operating the business. You know, I think there's some entrepreneurs or, you know, business folks that are like, someday I can automate everything or, you know, have staff do it. And then, <laughs> you know, I can just focus on the strategy, right? Um, and I, I love strategy, but I love the tactical parts of the business, understanding frameworks, understanding comp for, you know, account management, digging into the analytics of sales. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I consider, uh, you know, honestly, I, I, I think of myself more as an artist than a, uh, business person. Uh, and, uh, you know, my art is building businesses and building great products. 
Yes, uh, G. Question: Two questions uh, for both of you. Same question. So, first question. Well, G. I asked Barry this already. Your parents were were support. Look, my parents were from Pakistan, were Asian, right? Either you're a doctor, a lawyer, or engineer, or IT. So, um, entrepreneurship is not very common, right? Yeah. Now it's getting better and better, more open to it. Your parents were gung-ho about you saying entrepreneurship and not doing academic or anything else? Yeah, yeah. Great question. Um, you know, even still today, my mom talks about me going back and getting my MBA. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it. it's like mid-career. I, 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 you know, I've started a big company. Like, why, why would I need to do that? But that's the Asian <laughs> mentality, as you said, 100%. right? Um, you know, um, I think my parents realized very early on that I'm a zero or 60 guy, you know, either I'm all in on something or I'm out. So, you know, yeah, yeah, like like textbook learning, classroom learning just never worked for me, you know, because I either obsessed about the subject or I just don't care at all and don't go to class. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I, I think they knew that I had to channel all of my energy into whatever I was doing. And if I was going to do that, I might as well be doing it for myself. Right. And so, you know, entrepreneurship is I'm the only entrepreneur in my family, uh, in my family, you know, uh, like (laughs) all of the people in China. And, um, you know, but uh, I think they were incredibly supportive for Asian parents and uh, knew that was the right path for me. You probably do the best out of your family too. I mean, just be honest, right? I mean, sure, sure, sure. But, But, um, uh, you know, not not without a lot of failures along the way. I'm going to get to that second failure. So G, second question was, well, left my mind. Had a question. Oh, you said something that you're still hands-on. And Barry, I'm, I'm going to come to you right after the same question. This thing these days, entrepreneurs say, well, you know, you're not a really entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur, unless you're out the business looking in instead of working on it, right? Um what do you think about that statement? I mean, G, you said you work on it still. I mean, you could technically step back and hire people to run it, right? But you don't. Barry, same thing for you. Like, what do you guys think about that, 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 that philosophy? Do you, yeah. want to, do you want to go first, Barry? Well, I'm going to speak for G. And then, G, I want you to tell me if I'm right. If G were to step back and, quote, let me run it, um, part of why we do so well is we are obsessed, right? Like you can run what you've already built, but if you're going to make something new and you're going to innovate, literally do things that other people are not doing, you can't delegate that to other people. Um, so like, I just, I just don't think, I think someone that says that the goal is revenue. Like I just want to make money, right? And once I make my money, I'm going to focus on my quality of life. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you're not going, in my opinion, and G, you can feel free to disagree, but you're not going to innovate by delegating to others. Uh, if, if other people could innovate, they're going to go build their own company. They're not going to, you know, so anyway, that's my opinion. Yeah, 100%. Um I'm, I'm, you know, I apologize. I'm late for my next meeting. So I'm just uh, telling him. uh, You can wrap up in five minutes, G. Yeah. Yeah. So, so great, great question. Um, You know, I, I, I think there's a couple of things I believe strongly. The first is that culture is the heart of the business, you know, and I define culture as the spoken and unspoken rules by which we decide to act toward each other. 
And um, if I want to create a culture of accountability and passion and, and grit, then I have to exhibit all those things myself, right? Uh, leadership comes top down, you know? So uh, the day that I don't exhibit those things is the day that that sends a cultural signal for the rest of the organization that they don't have to either, right? So um, I strongly believe in that. Uh, the second is that, uh, you know, this is why you have partnerships, right? Um, you know, I uh, like being tactical. It's not like I don't love being strategic, but I love being tactical as well. Uh, my partner, Howard, uh, you know, he is visionary, right? And so, you know, he can operate almost entirely at the leadership and strategy layer because he knows that I've got his back and I'm going to handle the, you know, the rest of the business, right? That's and awesome. so, um, you know, I, I think it, I always say Howard operates at 10,000 feet. I operate at 3,000 feet. And Chris, my CTO and partner, operates at 1,000 feet, right? Gosh. And so, you know, I think when you have great partnerships, you can share that burden of, you know, of, of strategic and, and business, you know, uh, kind of uh, uh, vision. Um, but as a, as, as a, one of your partners, maybe more par your partners have to be boot on the ground to reinforce that cultural pillar. Makes a lot of sense. G, you have to go. Thank you for your time, man. Thank you for jumping on. Barry, you got to go too? Um, I've got another five minutes. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll skip you with Barry, G. Thank you. If you want to get to go, right, G? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, G, so much. I appreciate you. And, and G, I will, uh, I'll, I'll send you guys a recording what's done. It will be nice, nice and edited, so don't worry. It will be uh, nice, polished. Absolutely. Thank yeah, you. you know, Thank you, G. With, um, with following your passions, one of the things that, uh, you know, I remember going to G and saying, hey, our users really have uh, responded favorably to how I'm teaching them how to convert these middle of funnel, top of funnel leads. I want to write a book about it. And he's like, yeah, go for it. You know? And uh, we were joking before actually this call because I was like, I didn't learn what a noun was until I was in my twenties, not an academic. I was an athlete, you know, just not really my thing. It's hilarious that I ended up becoming a published author. And I, I wrote this book, you know, two nights for sales. And it's still, it's, it's been in top on the top 20 on Amazon for over eight months. And it's a, it's a self-published book, but it, it's, it's basically taking the story of Wailopo and my involvement in lead conversion and sharing that with the world. And so to your original question about entrepreneurship and delegation, I think it's not to say that we, I'm doing the same thing I always was, because I'm not. In 2017, I was on the phone with like Wailopo customers all day, but as, as my career shifted within the ecosystem of, of Wailopo, you know, they allowed me the flex to kind of like follow my passions. And so I think that's the key is being obsessed, being passionate and having a creative outlet to kind of do that. When a company suppresses that, that's when people leave and go start other companies. But when they celebrate that and they're like, yeah, go ahead, do it, go for it. Um, it works. Uh, and that's where the magic is, in my opinion. That's amazing. That's yeah. I, I, I you're you're made a great point there. You're saying give the uh, give the team members some freedom to express themselves and to 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 the work. Right. Yeah. Um, that's I think that big change is happening. I think that most companies are seeing that. Like we're we're getting away yeah. from the up button up shirts and the ties and offices. We got more yeah. t-shirts, right? 
we can wear jeans yeah. now, we're being blazers now. You can people have tattoos like yourself. You can walk around 10, 20 years ago. I don't think you'll be nope. running a major company like this. You wouldn't be. You know what I mean? Right. And it's it's right. awesome. It's, I love it. But besides the financial and banking industry, uh, Barry, question, man. Like you're an author, public author. Like um, you have kids. How many kids do you have? I have three children. Okay. Yeah. Uh, How old? Yep. 14, six, and two. Uh, all boys. They're amazing. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm a father too. I have six and five. I have my, awesome. my podcast. I do. A, I lead the team of Robert Slack. I have other projects I'm working on. And man, I, I pull my hair out half the time. <laughs> and my wife, my partner, <laughs> my business partner. Question for you, man. Like how, well, so you do, you still have the real estate team? I have a hundred agents. That's your company. That's your your franchise that yeah. you own. Okay, and yeah. then you are a lead. Uh, you with Y Lopa. Are you a liaison? Are you an employee of Y Lopa? Or like, what's the role? How do you define that? Yeah, uh, 20, 2018, I think it was. I was twenty hours a week, and then twenty nineteen, I was full time. Twenty twenty, I was full full time. Uh, like not just on paper. It, it became to where um, they said we need you. And the cool thing about that was, uh, of course, I'm not going to give my company up. Uh, however, it forced me to leverage and scale so that I'm not in the weeds in the business. I, I have an office there. I, I try to work out of that office regularly. I'm still meeting with my agents occasionally. and But part of why people have enjoyed working, you know, my smart lists and uh, my concepts are because I had to create an environment that um, was profitable, but I wasn't monitoring daily. Uh, how do you do that? And, and um, understanding salespeople and the social proof of one person finding success and how do you leverage that spark with the rest of the team? And how do you leverage competition in a way that it maintains effort. So, so, you know, organizing all of these things through follow-up boss and Wilopo, um, it's created an environment where my business continues to grow and I don't have to monitor them, you know, daily. So it, 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 Wilopo allowed me to take a big risk without worrying about financial losses because I basically was able to promote myself within my own company without worrying about, am I going to be able to pay my bills as a result? This doesn't work out. Yeah. So you have systems, systems in place in your company right now. Oh yeah. You have, oh, a, G, yeah. You have a GM, general manager or. Uh, yeah. So my, my family owns the franchise. So we've got, uh, you know, my dad, my stepmom, my brother, and I, I'm the chief marketing officer. That's the role. And I run the sales team. And then we have other divisions within the company. We've got a really large relocation account, a really large REO account, um, you know. And so, you know, we're, we've, we divide and conquer in that realm. But I kept, for up until probably last year, I kept my team separate. And then last year was the last iteration of this involvement with my career in Wilopo because I literally blended my team with the brokerage to where now my brokerage is my team and um you know and and now the entire brokerage is a testing ground for my new ideas and products for Wilopo um and it just came full circle man um you know Amazing. and it was a hot mess it was ugly it was confusing was it? but it worked out 
in the beginning, you're saying the the formation part of it, it got ugly. Oh, yeah. You're talking 2016, 2017. Ugh, hot mess. 2016, I was still selling houses, right? Like, it, yeah, like I was still not a lot. I was maybe, you know, instead of doing in 2012, I was doing 10 to 15 deals a month on my own. And then that's why I built the team and all that. Um, but by 2016, I was maybe doing one to two deals a month on my own and the rest was my team. Um, and so, yeah, it was just this progression of leverage and scale and all that stuff. Insane. But yeah, I do have to jump on to my next meeting. Awesome. Barry, thank you so much for join, jo joining us today. Uh, I'll do a yeah. part two with you, man. I have I think a lot of questions for you uh, to ask you about your daily routine, all that stuff. But we'll get to part two. I'll reach out to you. We'll do another uh, segment. Yeah. And, and let me say this. Um, I'm on a lot of podcasts. But... I can tell you put a lot of time into the questions you're asking us and you got information out of G that I didn't even know. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Thank so you, Barry. Keep it up. You're doing a great job. Thank you, Barry. Thank you so much for jumping on. Yeah. Thank you, man. We'll be in touch. All right. Have a good day. Thank All you. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.